people like the outtakes. People like the outtakes when you're funny. You should start with me <laughs> saying people like the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's never put an outtake in afterwards. But you know, I was thinking I, I was thinking of a good intro this morning, you know. If you feel like you identify with Gen X and you hate being called a millennial, you just might be a Zennial. I don't know. It worked there in my head. Go. It worked in my head in the shower and you didn't have a reaction. And I felt like it was bad. No, well, look, just... welcome, welcome to Generation Zennial, where we talk about things that we care about. And uh, maybe other people don't. <laughs> and maybe, 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 you they care do, about... maybe they don't. <laughs> Who knows? We're here. We're talking. It's Friday. You know, I, I definitely think some of the things we're going to talk about today, people definitely care about. Um, Let's hope so. Because, well, you know, I know people care about it, at least in my Facebook feed. Because At least when we get to WandaVision, people will care. People care oh, about WandaVision. People care about WandaVision. We're going to talk so, about WandaVision again. So, so At the end. So that's going to be at the end. So stay tuned. Or if you haven't watched it. Yeah, if you haven't watched WandaVision. That's when you can tune out because we don't want to spoil things for you. We hate I hate spoilers and I don't want to spoil it. So go watch WandaVision. Now that you can binge watch you can yeah. binge WandaVision now. Pause. Finally binge it. <laughs> when we get to that point, just pause, go watch all nine episodes, and then come back and finish listen back. to the end. You have nothing else better to do. We you know, know this. It's digital technology. You can wait. You can listen to it later. It's fine. So the, I, I mentioned I you saw my post yesterday on Facebook where I was I was struggling with the fact that I gave up talking about politics on social media and because there's so many things I just want to respond to. I mean, it's good for my soul because I can just scroll past it. Be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to waste my time. Like the whole, you know, Dr. Seuss thing I scroll past and I, I, I scroll past people being uh, derogatory towards women and, you know. But the hypocrisy with the Andrew Cuomo thing is killing me. Yeah, and obviously I, I'm in New York, so I wasn't even sure if you were um, following the story, so I didn't know well, if you should bring it up or not. But I, ha- I have uh, relatives that live in New bit. York. You know, I have extended family that lives in New York, so right. so it's just, it's there. It's in the Facebook and you're, you're close to the border, and it's not like this yeah. doesn't spill over. Right, and, we, and I know plenty of people that are from New York. Um, it's not like it's another country or something. But it, it's, it, it's killing me that you have a person in government so whenever it's a Democrat, this, you know, this is Andrew Cuomo, this is Al Franken, this is whatever, you know, as soon as a woman comes and accuses them of anything sexual, it's either they either step down, like Al Franken willingly stepped down on his own. Yeah, the Al Franken thing, we, I which, mean, we can talk about that's, that, but that's that, a whole that other issue. A whole, that was a whole different story. That, that was that was just in, in, in you know, the, the Me Too movement was just getting started. It was it was prominent in the headlines. And I think if you look um, at think, the Al Franken yeah, thing, was, I think it was a lot of bad timing and it was a lot of um, falling on the sword for the Democratic Party. He totally fell on the sword because I mean, it, I, when you I look back at the exactly circumstances, what the date was, but I, I want to say it was around the presidential election of 2016. I was a little bit before it, that, like maybe 2015. But it was it was kind of like I said, it was kind of prominent in the news. And it was one of those things where Al Franken was like, I'm going to I'm going to fall on the sword. We're going to show that Democrats can do the right thing thinking that that would that would sway people to be like oh this, they're taking things seriously but we we know that nobody nobody really cares about this, especially especially the opposing party they're not gonna, they're really not going to care what al franken does it's not going to affect their behavior um yeah so we go you go to yeah uh, let's 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 talk about cuomo um for those of you who don't know cuomo has been accused of um some inappropriate 
touching Touch, well, that's, that's the latest. I wanted to go back to, to the so, beginning. I don't even first know how to was, describe it. It was, like, it was more creepy like, behavior, um, basically. It, it was um, old man we creepy. Know, we know Cuomo can be a bit of a, uh, a blowhard, a bit of a bully. Um, you know, he's definitely one of those old school politicians who's who wants to be tough and like, um, you know, manage manage things like a Well, he's a, from New York, you know? He's, like he's a, a New York a, guy, you know? You know? Yeah, like I'm an old school guy. And like, hey, yeah. My dad, my um, dad was a governor. I'm a governor, you know. Right. You know. So we're gonna, so we're gonna you know, bridges out. He's always us. had that kind of reputation. Um. Recently, um, he first what happened? He got kind of slammed for the handling of um. The way he hid statistics from people dying in nursing homes from COVID in New York State to, right. to basically for political reasons. Um, that, that was the first thing that came out. And then after that, that what happened was people started to come forward with these allegations. Um, and it was, you know, nothing to the, to the extent of something like Donald Trump, like we'll get into, um, faced, but, um, I think recently the first time someone actually accused him of, you know, inappropriately touching them, um, before it was just like, kind of like creepy behavior and, um, maybe using your power and, um, in a, in a, in a very right. make people uncomfortable kind of way, um. Because, you know, when it's your boss, it's, it, you know, it can come off a little bit different than if it's just somebody, or at least somebody in power as well. It can come off a little bit different than just like a random person being creepy, right? Um, right. That's so, a big part yeah, because anytime you are in a position of power, and, and I mean power as in you're a supervisor, you're, you're, you're a manager, you have people that work below you. You're a governor of the state. Like, you know, but, but I mean, anytime. I'm just I'm a, I'm broadening the definition where it's like as, as if you are lead, you take a lead role and people report to you in your workplace, there's a certain there's there's certain things that go along with that and you have to act in a certain way where you can't you know you can't be making passes at people like they're your coworker that like your equals because that can be misinterpreted different ways and it's also you you know you don't want people doing it because they think they need to do it to advance in their career and now if you're the governor you know people around you it's like especially like you said he's got that tough guy attitude you know people are afraid to come out but yeah the first accusation that came out like just over a week ago i feel like it's not that recent i mean not that long ago where it was no, I mean, it was just inappropriate behavior was, i want to say like well, a couple weeks ago now it was a couple I mean, weeks ago know. time's moving fast man yeah it, it was maybe almost even a month ago we've been talking about i feel like we've been talking about this now but yeah time time is a flat circle i i lose track of time so maybe it has maybe not a month but maybe at least like two two weeks three weeks. time's all wobbly wibbly wobbly wibbly wobbly um so i mean now here's here's my hypocrisy is like you know now Right or wrong, I don't, I'm not. I'm not taking a stance on what should be happening. That's not what I want to do here. I just I'll want to talk. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I like. To, I want to be unobjective to start with. How's that? <laughs> I, but because I, I think there should be, there should be an, <laughs> there should be an investigation. You should definitely um, always see if these allegations are true or not, whatnot. But right away, you had people from both side, both parties calling for his resignation, for him to step down. Of course, he said, I'm not going to step down. And it's getting even more so now. Now there's a, an impeachment investigation. There's another investigation. So it's, it's just piling on at this point. And you got I, I see people, you know, that are Republicans posting on um, on the socials talking about like, yeah, he should step down all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. Yet when you had in 2016 someone who's running for president that was accused by dozens of women of sexual misconduct and who openly bragged about being able to touch 
women in their genitals on tape and they still defend him and like you know proudly talk about that stuff as like that's a manly thing to do that's the the hypocrisy and that's where and that's it's not just hypocrisy but that is just like blatant uh, idolization of a person and nothing that person can do is bad and they're going to defend that person to the ends of the earth but someone else they don't like especially on the other party does something that is wrong and it's probably on the scale if there was a scale not that there should be a scale on sexual misconduct that's not what i want to say here uh, but if there was a scale like a spectrum of some sort what we're looking at, at one end is probably you know yeah it was wrong and i do not defend any of it but not at the same scale of walking into a beauty pageant and grabbing people because you can yeah right Bad, bad is bad. I don't think we can argue. You know, bad, that. bad but, is yeah, bad. I mean, there are there are degree, there are degrees of how bad things can be, right? Yeah, you know, um, one is going to get you a slap on the hand once you get you in jail. Yeah, um, that's 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 where I'm talking about. Like one, if you did that, you know, you know, if you had a daughter, and, and one person like just made a, a sexual pass at them, you'd be like, hey, you better stop, and 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 let them know, please don't make a pass at my daughter like that again. She's not interested. And if nothing else happens, that's fine. Whereas if that well, same daughter, person, daughter can speak for herself, well, I'm saying like if she's still <laughs> living under my roof, kind of thing, you know. Well, then yeah. That's... But you know, but if that same daughter, you know, same person comes in like grabs my daughter, we got other issues. <laughs> that's the kind of scale I'm talking about. Right. No, I, I, no, I get what you're saying. I'm just. <laughs> right. Oh no, that I'm, is I'm, bad. I'm the, they're, 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 it's making a point. Um. <laughs> yeah, but never. You know, this goes back. Actually, just never listen to conservatives when they criticize Democrats because they, they, they're not going to criticize their party the same way they're going to criticize Democrats. And, and for the most, and sometimes that goes the same, same for liberals and, and, um, and, Dem and Democrats. They, they, they tend to you know, have bias for their candidate as well. I agree. Um, totally. And then maybe not to the same extent, it seems. Um, but like I said, I don't have any statistical analysis to back, back up this statement. It's just more how, how things are perceived by me. And that might even be part of my bias. So I'm willing to accept that, but. Well, I think in recent um, years, we've seen the idolization. Right. Yeah. There's a big difference between the way people idolize somebody like Trump <clears throat> and the way people support um, people like Cuomo. Cause I do think Cuomo did a good job during the coronavirus um, other than, you know, the nursing home number scandal, which in reality, it was just a stupid political move. And the way he handled it is just awful um, because right. he, he's being the tough guy. I mean, he's, he, <laughs> he's, he's trying to act almost like, like Trumpian, I want to say, like, is, you know, not going to back down. I'm not going to apologize in a, in a good manner. He tried to make some apologies about the, the scandal, um, the coronavirus numbers and the sexual harassment. And both of them just came out like, you're, you're not really apologizing. You're just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got caught or I'm sorry that you took this the wrong way. <laughs> so that, you know, that, that doesn't help things. Um, so, <clears throat> so yeah, but, you know, conservatives are never going to hold their candidates accountable the same way they're going to hold Democrats accountable. And like I said, that's for this, to a certain extent, that's true for the Democrats as well, but maybe not to the same same extent it's the same the same degree maybe agree i i completely agree with you you know if we go back a couple weeks before the sexual harassment stuff just with the the nursing home stuff even that you could see how the the republicans were just raking them across the coals whereas democrats were like yeah that wasn't good 
but we need to move on because that happened and there's nothing we can do to change it. We can reprimand them, whatever, but it's not like, you know, there, there was any, you know, it wasn't anything criminal um, that I know of. I don't know if it was criminal. I don't know, but I, I mean, it's mis- law, criminal law, maybe not, but you know, definitely, definitely not more, not morally, morally criminal, more, it could be morally bankrupt, but you know, what politician doesn't have some moral bankruptcy? But also, too, the, you know, the Democrats took away his emergency powers recently. Right. That was that was in, in response they, they, to that. They, they, they responded to him by taking no, away his emergency powers. No, if, if you're going to do that, let's, let's do it. I just realized um, how like red my cheeks are, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Looking at the camera, I'm like, I'm so red. But even like, you know, top ranked Democrats are now calling for his resignation, which I, I don't mind, honestly. If he said, you know, this is I, I was wrong. I'm going to step down. Um, I would totally accept that. I do understand where he's coming from. He's thinking governors have weathered the storm through much worse. Um, you know, the election isn't until next year. <laughs> people people let, might forget let, about this. Let the um, voters it, decide. Yeah. Um, no, I'm there, sorry. There will be an investigation. This is all going to come out in, in public. So he, he really, he's, at least he's not trying to hide from things like, like some Republicans would. True. Trump. But I, I think once it's, Literally, once you, once you're, once you get past the, the sexual part, it's like, it's one thing if, if you had an affair with a consenting adult, that's, you know what, that's you in your private quarters. But if you're making unwanted advances and um, making people feel uncomfortable, that's a whole nother category. And yeah, I, just, I don't, yeah. And if, I mean, the latest allegation, I think things need to come out a little bit further because that, that one was actually like pretty bad sound, sound. Like right. the other ones were just like at a wedding, he put his hand on somebody's back and was like, oh, I want to kiss you. And just, Stupid old Even that's, men that's stuff stupid. Who, yeah. like old old man is, stuff is like, awful hey, and you, you should learn from it maybe and doesn't seem like you learn from it and that that's an issue. Um, but is it to the level that he should resign from his position? I think he's looking at it like like I said, like other governors have weathered much worse. Um, you know, we well, here's the problem. Here yeah, had here. a governor like cut, yeah. uh, old photos surfaced of him wearing blackface and people have forgotten about that. Um, right. they called for his resignation, he didn't resign. Um, so he's looking at things like this and people like the people have a short memory and um, well, totally. so to weather the storm and hope everything works out for the best. Well, in the 24 hour um, news cycle, everything's short to get impeached that, you know, this, this, unless something comes out, that's, that's really awful. I don't think he really has um, impeachment. I don't think has enough support in, um, in New York to, 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 to go that far. Um, like I said, if, if I would, I'd be very happy if he stepped down right now, to be honest. Um, number one, he, he, he'll be fine. He, you know, losing his governorship isn't going to, you know, bankrupt him. He's, he'll, he'll, no. he'll, he'll, he'll be all right. I think he just made a, at least a million dollars off his book that he just wrote. So um, he's, you know, he'll I need be to financially set. he's not going to, he's not going to be homeless because he got impeached. Um, and, you know, that way we can just kind of move on. Um, which I, I think would be a good look. I would think I think it's something that the Democrats could then point to, and be like, "Listen, we're 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 being responsible, right? right. We're holding people accountable." Um, going back to Al Franken, that, that was the same thing that happened on him. He he fell on he kind of fell on a sword to uh to kind of show the Democratic Party is is has higher moral standards than. But let's be honest, they especially the conservatives aren't going to look at that and be like, Oh, well, that's, that's what we should do now. They're just going to be like, no, they never have. We're going to do what we always do. And that's just, just go through it and be like, it's fine. Like, look at, look at the difference between like this and Kavanaugh. 
and that's the hypocrisy that I think you're talking about. Like you look at the the the, uh, the Kavanaugh case, where it was automatically like, well, this is this is a long time ago. This is ridiculous. Why are we bringing this up? And instead of like examining it and seeing like, you know, what 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 issues has he learned from this? You know, how's how's how does this going to reflect on him being a judge? Right. Things like that. Um, whereas now something that, that happens with Cuomo and re- all the Republicans are just enraged. Um, Especially and, with Kavanaugh. So that's a lifetime appointment yeah. to the highest court of the land. We're not talking about a governorship that you have for six years <laughs> and you get voted out of. We're talking about a lifetime appointment that is going to be deciding the futures of, of people of yeah. the whole nation for, yeah, for right. decades, if not centuries. Yeah. If Cuomo rides this out, he's going to face an election in next year and we're going to see, you know, and then, and then he get, the, gets voted sure out get caught up in the primaries. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's be honest, unless like a super moderate Republican shows up to run against whoever runs for democratic, um, the democratic seat is, or he might just not choose to run again. We're going to have a democratic governor in New York. No matter yeah. what. He may he just write this out and then decide not to run again, or he gets primaried, you know, right. and then someone else takes the reins and that's fine. Um, or he steps, or he does the right thing and steps down. But I don't think that's, you know, again, tough boy thing. But you were saying before, like when you when you mentioned the oh he was drunk and said I want to kiss you to somebody at a wedding, I was thinking about the whole Pepe Le Pew controversy that just popped up as well. Yeah, um, because you know maybe we shouldn't know, have Pepe cartoons Pepe for kids that are rapey. I don't know. Yeah, because that's exactly you know, that where that mentality is. That's that's exactly the mentality that he's that's, expressing. That's the, these are the cartoons that we grew up on, and, and, you know, and it gave it gave people bad messaging. Like it, like, it gave we, people there's, license. There's like millions of examples. How about how let the me kiss you is, is cringe, and you know things in, things in the past were cringy and 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 definitely awful. Like I bring I bring up Revenge of the Nerds all the oh time. Oh my god, it's so a, bad. It's, it's a great movie. Except and for that a, one part. It was a great 80s movie. No, not, there's well, there's more well, than one part. There's okay. There's the the whole there's at least ro- two. There, there's there's the spying mind. on the girls in the in their house. Yeah, the robots. Yeah, they set up cameras in in, in the in the enemy in the showers dorm room, right? And and, and showers and, and, and and there's the scene in the bounce in the moon and room. And then there's the scene where, in the bouncy castle oh where he God. literally rapes somebody. And then she's like, okay um, with it afterwards. Yeah, she, she oh, I liked it. So, oh, afterwards. Then, so get, the rape, the rape was okay. And then they get uh, married and have two more movies where they're married, and it's like, right. no, no, so, he yeah, raped so, her. Ah, oh. yeah. And at the time, so and you know, and when you're a kid, you watch like when I first watched that, like first couple times watching, it, I didn't see that. Then like as I got older, I was like, wait a second, this is not kosher at all. How is this funny? That's also because the culture changed, right? Like, I don't think people who were our age watching that in the eighties like thought, "Oh, that's bad." They're like, "Oh, well, yeah, that's." I mean, probably some women did, but well, <laughs> so, most women did. Not, no, but I, I think know. most men watching it were like, "Oh, yeah, that's how that's how you get a girl." Like, if you if just I'm force the nerd, yourself on her, like I just have to show how how sexually my sexual prowess is, and, and she's gonna fall for me. She can't say no now. No. <laughs> Look how good in the bounce house I am. Right. Wearing my Darth, she'll, she'll wearing my Darth Vader mask. If I, if, I, if I just, you know, perform a little cunnilingus in a bounce house, uh, like when she thinks I'm somebody else, then she'll be like, oh, wow, that, you know, that was you instead? Let so me again, fall in love with you instead of my boyfriend. That, that's not how that's going to go down. But, you uh-huh. know, so, yes, we were given bad messaging as kids. Yes. And you know what? And, and looking, you know, I always thought there was something weird about Pepe. You know, it was more funny that he thought the cat was a skunk than anything else. That's where I thought the joke was. But then like the whole forcing yourself upon someone, you can see how if you grew up, you know, not just that, obviously other forms of media always 
putting this message where it's like if the man is tough enough eventually the girl f- you see in the movies all it's the time treating women as property and i think that, right. that was a lot of the messaging was like how how to win a woman right and how and like we didn't really think of women as like people in, in relationships we thought of them as like that you're you know, my the, property the, court, the whole courtship the whole courtship oh thing is like how did how do you yeah how do you how do you win this woman which is which is weird you don't you don't win people right you know <laughs> you can win over people even if you know just That's like different but you don't you know it's not it's not like a competition where like if you're at the top of the ladder like okay you you, you win a woman <laughs> you, you win sex like basically yeah. that's that was the message that that we were we were getting fed right and, and if you're starting if you're, to realize you know what that's that's kind of cringe that's not if you're cool. man, not if cool you're manly enough if you're manly enough and you're forceful enough the <clears throat> woman's gonna eventually just succumb to your your manliness and give in and then we end up with a 50 percent right. divorce rate 20 years later <laughs> you know well that had a lot to do with laws um well there's a lot of things yeah <laughs> And, I mean, I'm gonna get into that. I have theories, and, and you know, female about people actually being able to like you know get a job and hold credit cards and whatnot. Well, and also uh, you know people <laughs> people deciding to marry their high school sweetheart before they realize who they actually are as a person, and then you know. Yeah, and I don't I don't think people, especially our age, um, you know, bring it back to Generation Zillennial, um, really realize how bad it was for women, you know, in the past. Right. Um, there's the different the, the, the dynamic that the, that society had um, in Western civilization, at least. Um, how yeah, how really beholden women had to be to to marriage and men and um, yeah, just they, what what options did they have really? Like they, right. they couldn't get a they couldn't get a decent job. They couldn't they couldn't even open a bank account. I think <laughs> in most places. And even now, I mean, you even still see today, like there's a case um, last year when the app and when Apple came out with their credit card, two people, a married couple, both applied for it. And the, the husband got a better, uh, higher credit limit and a better percentage rate than the wife. And they have like they make the same income yeah, and they have the same credentials and he still got a better deal on it. And it's like it, it, there's still bias in the system. That's so deep down uh, that they need to unprogram. And it's just, it's, it's, it's the work is never over for equal rights ever. No. And yeah, we brought this up weeks ago. I think Um, that's something that, 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 that the left, you have to realize on the left is like the the fight, the fight is never over, right? There's always going to be oppressive forces. Yes. Um, You can, you can get, you can always have more equality, but um (laughs) <laughs> to reach full equality is going to be, you know, uh, I don't think you'll ever reach full equality ever in all of human, um, like 5,000 years from now. Than that. I'm not going to say in our lifetime, <laughs> I'm trying to think like, you know, Star Trek future, like maybe, you know, maybe oh. then. Oh, so we we'll have to go. Little, uh, so we have to go th- more, but there's still going to be oppressive forces. It <laughs> may not have, be based we, on gender or sex or. Well, that's what I mean. Eventually, religion, there's something else is going to come up. That's going to be, be other oppression. oppressive forces. It's going to be wealth. It's going to be that, this. That it's going to be that. It's going to be like people right. with you know. There was, Star Trek original series episode where you know, the people that had the black on one side and the white on the other side didn't like people that had the black on, you know, the the face colors flipped even though they're exactly the same people. Well, that was a lesson on race. Oh yeah, obviously, but still, it's it. But, you know, I don't, the problem to get to the Star Trek feature is you have to go through two really bad major world events to get there. <laughs> that have already happened. No, you have to go through World War Three. They happened in the 90s. You have to go through World War Three because you have to have a nuclear holocaust, basically. 
And then the second step was, which they talked about in DS9, where you had, I can't think of the name of the event right now, but basically in, in, in the cities, you know, if you, they, they were just piling people into, they're, they're cornering people off into certain parts of the city and just like dumping them in as large prisons, essentially. And, and until like they were able to broadcast out, because it was like people that just lost their jobs that were doctors that got thrown in there because they didn't have an income and they got caught out after curfew or something. That was like yeah, the I didn't second. Watch too much DS9. So I can't. I, I can't think of any guy's name. Well, it was one. Of the, you know, they went. He went back in time, and <clears throat> the guy who was the person that did it actually ended up dying. So Cisco had to take his place and and do the things that he did. And so the history. Yeah, I, so I, I so you want to make Trek, the, the history happen, but I was like from Star Trek did like time travel episodes and like kind of um, explored how their version of the future like looked at the past because right. They always kind of looked at the past, like, oh my god, the past was cringe. And like how, how did you do of, this? Kind of the same thing. <laughs> we're, we're coming to the realization that oh my god, the past was past was bad. Past is trash. Like we know there, are, there we know there are atrocities and there's still atrocities going on in the world, but I think a lot of more people are recognizing like, oh my god, like we, we need to grow as a as well, a people. Well, it's always wonder what our grandkids are gonna think about what we did and like how bad our time was. Right. <laughs> and like the things that just you and I are doing personally that people are going to cringe about because I'm sure there's something that we're doing now in our personal lives that like later on people are like, I can't believe you did that. Like uh, we, we didn't know any better. That's, that's how it works. But speaking, you know, evol- evolution, evolution and, and civilization. And civilization, yes. <laughs> See, segue. So we did promise last week that we we're going to talk about things that were not politics. And we said we would talk about video games. So I asked you what game you wanted to talk about and you said Civ 6. Yes, which I wrote my notes as Civ Four by accident because I put the yeah, I in the wrong side. The I and the V. Um, yeah. That's okay. Um, yeah, I've never gotten into a Civilization game. I think I got Civ One as a gift, and I don't think my computer could run it at the time. <laughs> and I never, and I never ended up playing it. Um, but I, I, I was looking for like a simulation game, um, and they oh. released Civ Six on on the Switch, which. I thought it was perfect for me because it's something I love. I love the switch because, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of portable and, you know, I can sit there and I can, I can play it in bed and on the, on the screen and um, funny side story. I usually watch um, like old commercials while I play video games on my switch for some reason. <laughs> it's just something I've always liked to do, like watch old commercials, which is funny because, you know, you hate commercials when you watch them on TV. But then I'll go back and watch like '80s and '90s commercials, just for like the nostalgia. There's, there's your, I was gonna say, there's your nostalgia, and it's it's like something that you can have in there, enjoy, but not have to pay full attention to because right. you already know the content. Right. I'm not, and it doesn't really matter because all these commercials are 80 or 30, 30 years old. So. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, so I know you play Civ Six, but you played on the computer. I do. Um, I wonder if there's any difference between the, the console version and the computer version. I'm sure so, there's a little bit so differences. First, but, although I, I assume all 12 people that listen to our game, our, our podcast, probably know what Civ is, but we should probably still, I think so. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Yes. Going viral. But um, so Civ, Civilization, and I only got back into it recently because one, it was on sale, and I listened to a podcast interviewing. Um, the creator of Civ, Sid Meier, right? So, am I, well, yep. I bear it. Yes, I'm like, wait, Sid no, yeah, Sid Meier, um, whose name is on the box uh, about it. So I actually never heard an interview with him before, so I thought it was great. But um, so, so quick synopsis: if anyone's never played Civilization, 
it is exactly what it sounds like. You are basically creating a civilization. You're starting from, and you can choose where you start from. There's a lot of modifications, but if you just do the quick start, you're starting from, I think it's 5,000 BC, if I get the year correctly, but you're starting yeah. with like stone tools and you get one warrior and one settler and you, you found a city and you try to build multiple cities and you try to build up your civilization and there you have to fight against there's uh, barbarians at the beginning or actually throughout the whole game if you don't just take them all out there's barbarians that try to destroy you and your crops there's other civilizations that you meet that may or may not befriend you or go to war against you there's city states nowadays uh starting i think two versions ago there's city states which you can ally with uh, and trade with and the way you can play this game the the amount of strategies are endless because you can win a couple ways you can win through domination you can win through uh culture religion um there's two culture. more it's 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 culture religion science dom science thank you and domination I always, I always go for the science victory so and, and it's and it's you always you always think of a strategy but you always get messed up somehow because those damn barbarians um and you play it's five it's a the one i'm playing i'm playing standard so it's 500 turns though then the game automatically ends and you declare winner but i haven't gotten that far yet because i keep losing um to america <laughs> well it's, i actually the last game that i played i finally played i was I, I turned off all the victory conditions except for score oh and i was like i'm gonna play i'm gonna play 500 turns and i'm just gonna go through all 500 turns and see what oh, happens man. and it was, it was it was interesting the cool thing about um the game is that you can kind of you can kind of see like how your decisions affect the world and how um other the decisions of other countries affect the world mm -hmm. and um that's that's what kind of fascinates me about it because the, every every game is different every it's it's never the same game twice like because they, they plop you down the the map is always randomized um mm -hmm. i you can you can basically randomize the map however you want i usually just play the continents but you know there is there is an option to play like the real world geography which i've never done because i feel like that's almost cheating i did um, yeah i did that one time and i was like this is just, it's too weird because i know where i it? as soon as i know where the, i am i know where to yeah, go because <laughs> the way they start the game off you can't you can't see anything other than like what's immediately around you and then as you send out your scouts or your barbarian or, or, or your warriors or whatever mm -hmm then, then the, the, the map kind of opens up and you kind of a little bit see a little bit more what's going on around you. <clears throat> right. And then obviously as you, if you befriend other city states or, or nations, um, you can kind of see what's around them. So it, it's pretty cool in that way, in, in that regard. So it's kind of cool how you like explore things. Um, you can find different um, world wonders, like they have natural wonders. You can also build like famous landscape, um, sort of look for monuments and whatnot. Yeah landmarks landmarks like man-made landmarks that, that, that give you that gives you perks in the game um yeah you can have diff there's different governments in the game which you um well depending on which landmark you build perks. you know the, if you look over the landmarks before you build them they, they tell you what perks you get whether it's culture or that's religion or whether it's uh you know um you know military strength based on what the landmark is and you can only build certain things based on your location too you know it's like this has to be built by a mountain or by a mine or by water or on desert yeah yeah so you know it, it does constrain you with that way so it's um you know so i've been playing since like civ 4 um and and the, you had to keep adjusting like i think at civ 5 i figured out the the hack and i was able to beat it pretty easily <laughs> 
but Civ six, they re-engineered a lot and it's been a lot harder, even on the same like difficulty level. Um, because there's a lot more nuance, especially with the, yeah, this is the first game. I think that you have to build your districts because you have different districts like commercial oh, yeah. districts, culture district, or it's called the theater district. Yeah. Theater, um, you have banks, entertainment, um, com- commerce, commercial districts, industrial harbors. Uh, you got harbors, yeah. you have neighborhoods. And you have to actually build those in the map where I think in the past they were built on your city. They were just basically built in your city. Time. Yeah. I mean, everything you built before, like what, you know, all this stuff was usually inside your city and you didn't have to choose like, well, if I build it here, it's going to take away that resource now. So now you have to be more selective and you also yeah. have to choose like, it can only go some, and, you know, if you haven't done this yet, I don't know if it does on the switch, but you can turn on, on your map settings. So you can always see what resources are there on the map. Yeah. Which is really helpful. And then also when you're going to place those things, it'll tell you what the bonuses are based on where you place it. So you can make an educated decision and it also it'll have the negative, like, Oh, well, if you do this, it's also going to take this away. Um, so it does take yeah, time doing that. There's, build, there's builders in the game. The builders can go and they can build like farmlands or once you get to like, um, like, in, in, like industrial, uh, one of the industrial perks is you can when in the forest, you can, you can build like a lumber mill. Yep. But I think that takes away some, some of your food. If it, it adds production, but it takes away some of your food, I think. It does, yes. Um, so the one thing about <laughs> the new thing about builders this time is that you only they only do three things unless you have a car that lets them do five things. Right. In, in previous versions, builders never died. Oh, really? Yeah. So what, ha- what would happen was you would build a bunch of builders, then eventually you just have all these builders and you'd be like, um, crap, now what do I do? <laughs> I just have a bunch of builders. Yeah, you the can builders like, have three. The builders each have three turns, or unless, like you said, if there's a certain perk where you can get five. I mean, um, well, in the turns. past games too, you had to use a builder to actually create your roads. Like now, the trade routes uh, create the roads, so you'd use builders to create your roads everywhere. In the yeah, past. now they're automatically done when you have a uh, a trade route. Right, and also builders didn't build things in one turn all the time, so they they tweaked the builder thing a little bit. Um, which I would, once I understood, like, cause when I started playing, I didn't know they had tweaked it. And I was like, wait, what am I, I, I know I had five builders. Where are all the builders? <laughs> and I, was, I, I got confused, but it's definitely a lot better now. As a, and that, I, I mean, once you understand how it works and, and their help menu is fantastic. Cause you can open up that menu and look up anything you need. So as, as soon as you're confused, like, wait, why is this happening? And yeah, they've always had like an encyclopedia, like rule book, like, um, cause it is a complex game. But it's it's a lot of fun, and I, what I was, really wanted to talk about, I guess, is like your you, what what's your strategy for building a building a civilization? Oh. Like what what all right, first what what leader do you like to use the most? So I've taken a, a stance in a lot of in, in all games I play. I like to just be random. I don't want to choose because okay. like there's so many leaders to choose from. But I, I've just taken a stance, especially because I play a lot of role playing games. I like to let the part of the game to me is allowing you know whether it's creating a character in D&D where I randomly choose the stats for and what kind of race and stuff, or if it's I'm playing a board game where you have to choose a character, I just randomly choose one out. Because to me, part of the game is having to play to the strengths of what you get dealt. That's fair. So, and, and also I just don't feel like spending 10 minutes picking a leader. <laughs> like I, I want to- like, I'm like, oh. So that's why I, I usually stick to um, either Rome or Germany. So I think in the past, I, I would either do Rome or- because um, one of the, I think in the four or five Rome used I think it was Rome that would get an, a builder to start with or an extra builder, and or I pick India because India gets a bonus if you're peaceful, so if you don't want to be a war, dom, you know dominating you can get like a bonuses for being peaceful, which I, I found appealing, 
depending on how I play. So, you know, if right now I'm playing a game where I'm trying to do culture, I want to do a culture victory. So I have, first of all, on my technology tree, the immediate ones I always do based on what's immediately surrounding me. So I, I kind of think like, well, if there's a stone next to me, I would have to do mining because that would be logically what I would have to do to take advantage of the resource next to me. And then I did, in this case, once I got past a certain level, you know, I did archery because that's always good for defense. And then I did look ahead on my tree, the technology tree, choose what I wanted to get to feature out. So it was automated like the next five things. Right. You know, because I, I want to get to this thing to do that because I want to be able to build the theater or whatever it was. Um, and then in this, in this current game I'm playing, I've actively, I've made peace with every single nation I've met. One, one nation asked me to go to war with them against somebody else and I declined. <laughs> so I'm still in alliance with them. I like, I agree to have an alliance, but I did not agree to go to war because I did not want to do that. So it's, it's very, because war, if, any, if civilization in the game tells you anything about the real world, is war is difficult and hard and not worth it. Yeah, and it slows the game down too, because then you have to move your pieces around. And it totally slows the game around. down. So it, does, it takes a lot longer to play when you're when you're at war with with another country. Well, one of the good but, modifications they've made is as you advance in in the war tree is that you can combine multiple units into one unit. So they, because in the past you couldn't have multiple units on the same tile. Um. So now you can combine two or three based on what you have for your your technology, where you can have three of you, the same unit on the same tile now so that does help with the gameplay but yeah you have to move all your pieces into place before you can even think about going to war with somebody because i tried that on my last game only because they attacked me first and i decided to do the tit for tat <laughs> and i took yeah, the four I'm, of their I'm cities declare war on another country but if they declare war on me and my army strong enough inspect expect to get some of your cities like taken over but again, that's another option you can do is you can if once you can invade another another um countries or city states city yeah and then if you just if you defeat the city state tile or the the, the city tile itself you can actually take it over which right. is always a lot of fun or you can destroy it or you can just raise it and destroy it and yeah it makes everything around it blank and then you can you can move in and set and settle, settle i think that if you want to the penalty for taking over a, a city used to be harsher i think it's not as bad anymore like they still won't produce for a while but at least it's not as bad as it used to be it used to be like a very negative thing if you took over a city um so yeah, like I, think, I said i've never played the ones in the past this 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 one doesn't you don't seem to have much of a penalty you do yeah that, that city loses a little bit of population um they might have a little bit lower production for a little bit while but other than that it's now, basically like now it's your city and it also depends on how how, how built up their city is if you want it or not like um, now one good thing that i've found in this version if you are going to war and you don't happen to have an army aside from just buying soldiers up if you have any city states that are sovereign to you, you can levy their army. Yes, for, for a fee. For a fee. Yeah, you got to pay for it. That's the thing. You always have to. This is where I also going to war is expensive because you have to pay for all those soldiers that are out on the field. You got to pay for them. They, they take a salary. So every time you have one out there, it costs you money. Um, and like you said, it slows the game down. It takes years to do a war. And then you may or may not have any resolution. You may have just fought the same person for 20 rounds and, and nothing happened. Right. And it, 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 the line didn't move at all. You just wasted a lot of resources instead of building up your other things. That's why in this current game I'm playing, I'm trying to go for like that cultural victory where I'm just like, I'm building all the theaters, I'm building all the amphitheaters and, the, and these things. And I, I want to, I'm trying to get all the great writers and the great performers 
to try to get those points and see see how that does. I'm I'm in second place in culture right now, so I gotta up it a little. Yeah, you gotta push a little bit. I do go for science just because I think it's it's probably the easiest. Um, you just need a lot of production and a lot of campuses. Yeah. By the time and to win a product to win the the science victory, basically you need to win the space race, and you need to colonize Mars. Um, so you need a lot of production and a lot of and a lot of science. But once you get to the science, once you get all that science, you can kind of stop stop building more science <laughs> and just focus on production, and then and then you know, build send stuff. people off to Mars, which is it's a cool game. And like I said, it, it what it what it really kind of taught me was like how how you can how civilizations can like change their trajectory based on like things that happen around them and how <clears throat> how you have to react to things because mm-hmm. you can you can be cruising along and all of a sudden yeah um barbarians will invade and you're like crap i was like focused on doing this or you can go like something can de- declare war on you you're like yeah you have a surprise war all of a sudden now you yeah have to i was de- like oh, i was i was really focused on, on on going in one direction and now you know, is my army strong enough to, to fight this war or, you know, do I have to stop? Or the lack thereof. Switch, yeah. And switch over and start building, um, you know, military units. Um, Cause those can be kind of, those can be time consuming. Um, especially once you get towards the, you know, the higher. Um, once again, to the industrial edge and all that. Well, also if you don't have the resources. That's to why build science trajectory is good too, because then you'll have you'll, your, your military is more technologically advanced. And that, that's always a big factor in wars like if you yeah. if you're if you're if your unit is at least like one technology um above the the, the team the, the person that you're fighting you're usually going to wipe them out pretty quickly my only issue is like like because i'm doing the the peaceful thing right now i don't have any barracks built i don't i you know i have like one you know unit in each garrison in each city just as defensive like one crossbowman everywhere but you know, we're getting closer to the industrial area. I have crossbowmen. I don't have rifles. <laughs> you, know, you know, at some point, um, yeah. If someone recognizes that and says, "Oh, this is this is right for picking," right. So, and like, I'm I'm the top half of an entire continent right now. I'm like all of Asia basically. But if someone wanted to come over and be like, "Hey, we're gonna fight you now," I'd be like, "Oh crap," because I don't have anything to defend with. Worth yeah, crap. I noticed. I noticed that too. Like a lot of times, because my strategy is always you. You have to expand quickly. Because space gets taken up very quickly in the game, like right. people will people will go and settle and settle other lands. So ideally, you want to you, you got to sprawl right away and have you know at least like at least five cities by the time like you know zero AD rolls around, um, because space gets taken up really quickly. But also too, I've I've found that sometimes I'll spread myself so thin that it kind of opens me up for attack, and then right. someone will go to war with me, and I'm like. Oh man, how do I even defend this all this area? Because they're they're kind of they're going to surround me, and then I got to move all my troops to one area, and then my other areas are are kind of left open to to either a barbarian or another city state or another country. So um, I I totally recommend because I did this a couple weeks ago when I was getting my butt kicked all the time. I like watched a bunch of tutorial videos on YouTube of people like hacking like okay these are the best opening moves you can do these are the best like strategies you can do just to like get going in the process because i was i was like how am i losing it turn 300 i don't understand how i lost i thought i was doing well but then i just like all of a sudden it says defeat i'm like oh what happened yeah that happens usually 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 that's to a culture victory like you don't realize that another exactly so culture victory has to do with um the number of tourists that you get yeah more tourists than the other uh 
which I realize I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing well with tourists right now. So I need to up my tourist. Tourist attractions. Tourists. I need, yeah, you got to build those ancient walls. And it's pretty cool. Cause yeah, you can like, like he said, you can recruit like great artists and um, you'll have like museums and you can put stuff in museums and you can build seaside resorts um, at one point. Oh, yep. one of the, that's I'm getting the there. I'm about upgrades. to be there. I, I have seaside resorts right now. I can build one now. And I also have, uh, I'm going to start training some archaeologists soon because I have um, history museums or archaeological archaeology Yeah, that's another cool museums. thing too. You can, um, in your theater district, you can either build an art museum or archaeological museum. And then if you build the archaeological museum, you can build, you can create archaeologists and they have to go out and there's spaces on the map where they basically do ex excavations and you get like, a spear or a rock from from like and, when and, you started the game the neat part is too it tells you like where, what civilization that was from like either part sometimes it's from barbarians or sometimes it's from one of your one of your civilizations or right um one of the civilizations that you're playing against it's from ancient russia and <laughs> you are yeah. ancient russia it's it's, it's pretty like neat. that's from three hours ago <laughs> right but if so i mean my recommendation is if you're a person that likes especially simulate simulation games and you have about a thousand hours to kill. That's <laughs> the it, thing. It's very, it's a it, very time-consuming game. It is a slog. It is not something for the person. It like, takes me about a, a week to finish an entire game, and that's if I play like two hours a day. It's the ultimate one more turn game. You're like, oh, just one more turn, just one more turn. Yeah, literally, like that's that's been like a catchphrase of Civilization. Like even oh, after just, the. After, after the game's over, you can keep playing. And that's that's literally what they say at the like one, oh, more, just turn. one more turn. <laughs> Cause you can keep playing and see how your civilization like keeps Progresses. growing even yeah. after the game's over, even after you lose or win. Um, which is another cool feature because you can just see like, okay, where am I going with this? Yeah, and like you said, there's a lot of sandbox mode stuff you can always customize before you play and and have fun with it. Yeah, um, what I like to do after the game's technically over, I like to just like use all my nuclear weapons. Not, currently i'm waiting for one of my friends to finish a game that he's playing with another friend so we can start a game because he doesn't want to play more than one civ online game at a time which i get because it's a it get confusing exactly um, so i've never i've never seen the switch version that's the that's the downfall of that i don't know that you can play online you can't play online there's no online version um you can play a, like a local multiplayer well it was um, on sale on steam for like 20 bucks a while ago i don't know if it still is hmm. it might intrigue me that's what i need two versions of the same game so yeah well you know but then you can play online with people. Then I can play online with people. But I see, how do you even play online with people? I feel like, I feel like it would just because each turn takes some turns. To, I mean, in the beginning it goes pretty quick, but I mean, once you get once you have a bunch of stuff going on, turns can take like 10, 15 minutes. That's why you have the video chat up in the window next to you. I get bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just waiting, like it'd be like the like mail like mail chess. Remember when people used to play like oh, mail chess and like I mean, people still do. <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I've tried playing Civ with people in person a couple times, but we've never been able to finish a game. Yeah, you'd have to play like a really kind of short version. It's like, no, like, that you need people. You know, that know. People think Monopoly takes a long time. No, this. <laughs> I find you also you don't want to play in person with people. Like if you're playing like a land party or whatever with like three or four people, if they haven't already played the game and have a strategy, because that's what slows it down too. Like if you don't know what you're doing at all. Then every time you have a movie, like, hold on, I got to think about this. Like, if, as, as long as you have some hours into it and you have a strategy, you know the basics of the game, yeah, a turn can still take some time if you're trying to make decisions, but at least you know what decisions you're trying to make versus people that are like, oh, sure, I'll download it. We can play right now. And then they're like, wait, oh, no, yeah. 
how's the builder work? And then like, and then everything just takes longer. Yeah, you better play a couple rounds. Play a couple rounds me, by yourself. It first. took me like two or three games to even like realize what I'm on. I still don't know how to do anything with the religion. I so you have to, you have to if you go the religion track. It took me a couple times to figure this out, and I eventually just I had to look it up because. So my current game, I'm I'm not doing anything with the religion. I have not. I never. Did I, I didn't even. Not, I, ne- I don't think I've ever built a holy site. I didn't even start. I didn't even like research that technology yet. So I can't even build a holy site. <laughs> like I haven't even done that. But if you build a holy site and then you build a, a mosque, I think it is. Then even when you first get the holy site, you start using you instead of like you don't train a, a, an apostle or anything like that. You purchase them with your religious faith points. Yeah. yeah, with your faith points. So you go in, you purchase them with faith points, and then you can spread the word in other countries. Yeah, and I haven't really figured out that part of it yet. I think so. You can like I've I've, I've, I've had games where I've I've gotten to like I've taken over a a city that has a holy site, so that's given me the the option to to build like apostles, I think, and gurus. And, yeah, and, the like po- and, and only I apostles just, can fight other apostles. Yeah, which is they neat, have religious but, battles. Yeah, I, just, I don't know how any of that works, so I was just like, I just kind of just stay away from the the, the religion part of the game and let the other the other um, civilizations handle that. Because you can build up faith other ways too. Like if you have a um, like a like a sometimes special sites will just give you um, faith points. Yeah, or sometimes you just like win faith points like or if you like sometimes if you take over um because there's like I said the barbarians and there's also um little villages in the beginning yeah, of the game the city state like, oh yeah the villages that you just yeah, yeah. you just kind of like you interact with them they're not they're not hostile right. and sometimes they can give you faith and gold and stuff like that um but it's cool too because <clears throat> the faith points you can like purchase like things like upgrades like like sewers and um even like some of the military uh, um, upgrades, I think, or like um, the, the camps upgrades, you can you can use faith points for. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty neat too. And or like like in the game, you have to, it takes turns to to do these upgrades, unless you have enough money or faith. And sometimes you can actually just buy them outright, and that goes the same thing for units too. Right. Um, you could just and if you if if you don't have you don't want to wait enough turns to buy a new builder, if you have enough money. Because I, I, um, I found that if you upgrade your commercial zones a lot and, and build up your, your your stockpile of money, that makes the game a lot easier too. Because then you instead of um, having to wait these turns to make these upgrades, you can actually just just buy them outright. Agreed. I mean, that's always a part of the game I always forget about. And I'm like, all right, I have a lot of money. I should buy something. Yeah, commercial zones are huge for me when I when I play. Um, and and that also too allows you to build traders. Um, and the traders <clears throat> can are, are, are a huge part of the game that allow you to get like you know extra food, extra production, extra money, extra culture, um, extra culture sometimes, and extra science even too. And yeah, science. Well, we <coughs> we we have talked a lot about civilization. Holy crap! Talk, like I, it's, I mean, it's a complex game. We could probably it's, talk about it for a long time. Let's start playing instead. Um, are we? Do we have time to squeeze in Wandavision now? Of course we do. All right, let's let's squeeze it in because you know we are we are approaching over an hour here, so, and and I probably do have real work I need to do at some point, um, and well I have a meeting coming up, someone's gonna be driving by, so that's fair. But WandaVision, so yeah, from ended. this point on, spo- spoilers ahead. Spoilers if ahead. Have, you can if you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched WandaVision, 
if you haven't go watched watch, it, go watch WandaVision. Have a good week. Come back and, and listen to the rest of our podcast. Um, you can all now now we can get back into the binge territory. Um, I think <laughs> one of the things we learned about WandaVision is that people have become very impatient with media and <laughs> giving people time to speculate things I is not it. always is not always a good thing. I don't know. It, it, it definitely it, lets people talk about the show and and, get, and it, gets, it creates gets, more hype. I think creates more hype for the show but um a lot of those a lot of that hype kind of fell short and i think that disappointed a lot of people i see i well i do i like to talk about it like water cooler hype talk I, i'll talk about people with near me i really didn't go online and look anything up during the run because i was like i don't want to read the thousand different theories that people have about what might happen because i'm going to be disappointed I yeah, I just stay, i've stayed away but I, my my main my main gripe is oh was um the whole quicksilver thing okay oh like it was that kind of fell flat you thought it was so, a letdown so, that so was, here's, was... The, here's the spoilers um you know the old the old not the old the, the x-men quicksilver's i can't remember the guy's name now that sucks um the the fox the guy who played the, the guy who the played fox quicksilver in the x in the in the fox x-men series came back as the quicksilver in the mcu um version but in wanda's little version because as you know, the real Quicksilver is dead. Right. And I thought, oh, this is a good way to lead into um, the you know the Fox merger and bringing in those characters into the MCU. It'd be kind of neat to do that. And it, it just turned out, no, it was just it was just a red herring. He was just he was just a guy. Now, because of the way comic books and comic book movies work, they can always incorporate this later into the series somehow. Yeah, they and always recommend that. I still, or... I still, I, 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 I'm still not completely sure that they're not going to do that um because it, it could be like a double red herring where they're like oh no no he's just a guy it was it was just a, it was just a fool of you you dumb idiots watching the show and then come back later and be like oh guess what no it wasn't a fool of you guys it was it was actually somehow like another version of quicksilver from from another multiverse or whatever because now we're going to get into dr strange and the, the, the multiverse well, of madness right and i think that's what it's called yeah and and anything, right? Anything and everything can happen, basically. Like, right. So we can be bringing people in from that X Men universe, from the previous X Men. You know, so we could, there could be a lot of crossover stuff coming in, or like I also people talking about just wipe out and start fresh with mutants. We're just going to start fresh with X Men as though they didn't exist beforehand, because realistically speaking, you know, unless you're bringing them from another multiverse, that's the only other way they could already exist is if they're in another multiverse. Otherwise, if you're just bringing them into the MCU at this point. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't have been fighting alongside everybody else against standoffs. Right. That's the that they were there. They they were just they didn't exist. Um, in the so yeah, they, I, I think they, they, they just talking. didn't exist. I mean, all the stuff that they had too. I mean, they had they definitely had like world <laughs> world changing events in their universe. That oh, happened. exactly. That, that didn't get referenced at all. Um, so so I think we have to have just completely new, and it makes sense. Like, let's just start fresh. We're going to completely reboot the X Men new actors new character well same characters obviously but new actors portraying them and, and maybe some new backstories a little bit yeah that's but one way to go huge, I see, but huge I think, jackman's I think done you have i think. a lot of interesting like ideas if you take the x-men universe that, that they created over there you do and kind of and there's just to be honest there's two different timelines even with that because right <laughs> they had to get new actors and everything kind of got mixed up and so it's like to, just to bring all that kind of stuff in and and kind of merge it would it'd be like interesting storytelling to me so i think i think they're going to miss something if they just go all right blank slate these now there's mutants <laughs> or like, maybe you know maybe they do create some sort of 
good backstory and reason as to why they weren't there or something else. I don't know. I would have no problem with like the two the two worlds kind of merging and the two histories merging and we create like some kind of new history new earth. where all these things kind of happened at the same time. I mean, you could even go back and, and tell stories that happened in the MCU and in the X-Men universe and kind of combine it into the MCU. And huh. um, I mean, maybe down yeah. the road, 10, 15 years from now, you can do a whole new Infinity Saga where it's like, but here's the X-Men with it too. Like, right. And, and we, they, they change the way they do it because they're still kind of hung up on the Infinity Stones. Um, yeah. Because they, you know, the, the Infinity Stones are super powerful and they can do a lot. And that kind of helps you like, dig yourself out of Any, anything so, yeah <laughs> well how so do we get back here well he used the infinity he used the soul stone to do this oh okay <laughs> that's the thing we i mean it's comic books you can do you can literally do anything you can right. bring people back from the dead you can you can it was funny reinvent, you can reinvent characters there can be right. characters that um i would like to see like a gwenpool series um that's one of my favorite comic book characters right right before we started this i, I saw a meme it was like i had two pictures side by side one was like um, two girls fighting and said Ag- Wanda versus Agatha. And then the other side had two philosoph- ancient philosophers debating things in a book and said, vision versus white vision. <laughs> like, it's exact. It's like, here's these two and they battling it out. And then you have <laughs> visions like, let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the idea, right? Cause how does vision defeat vision? Like, yeah, they're cause not, they're equally, they're not going to, they're not going to have a fight and somebody's going to win that fight. So, so vision intellectually like, is the only way. Right. Who, like what is vision oh you don't have any memories let me give you a memory that was that was that was weird i didn't i didn't think like i didn't understand why white vision just kind of like flew. i was like oh i'm vision now and just flew away and like where he, he had go? all the memories that that he should and then like and i i guess i thought like maybe the way i kind of rationalized it was like all right now he has these memories but he doesn't have the emotional attachment to any Correct. Of these memories. Yeah, that's what i was thinking like, right he has so no- it's like because because in your mind you're thinking oh i have these memories now and i have these memories of like loving wanda and like being with wanda like why wouldn't I want to go help her? But that's not the same as emotion. Yeah, Wanda. Then, right? Yeah, or but he would... knew, or he knew enough because then because he did know, he knew enough that it wasn't his place to do it, and he needs to leave. That's another. Yeah, that was another thing too that I actually thought of. So that's a good point. Because if um, I stay, I could cause more problems by staying and helping versus I'm gonna leave and do something else that I, you know, I have all these memories now. Oh crap, I forgot I left the the kettle on over at Mar- <laughs> Avengers <laughs> HQ. So yeah. I gotta go damn it off at Avengers Mansion. Or it's gonna <laughs> blow up. Um, <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff he could be thinking about, you know. He he'd be like, "Oh crap, wait, there is a piece of the Infinity Stone over in Wakanda, and I need to go get it or something." You know, who knows what he might have thought of in that moment? But it also leaves it open for him to be somewhere else later on. Now, now he's he's gone. He's now still in the MCU. We still have a Vision out there. It's White Vision, and we don't know how he's going to be incorporated in later on. But we know that at some point he's going to come back into the story now. Yeah. So what do you think the show as a whole? Because, th- you know, the last couple of episodes kind of got away from the whole the whole sitcom recreation thing, which I thought was a really neat um, storytelling device. And I really enjoyed it because I'm a fan of old sitcoms and I grew up with a lot of those sitcoms on reruns and stuff. And then you obviously grew up with like the sitcoms of the 80s and 90s and 2000s and kind of like framing that frame that frame was kind of interesting to me yeah and then towards the end of the the day didn't have anything to do with it so they're like all right well that's out the window and it just became kind of like another marvel property like wizards in the sky shooting lasers lots of lasers Uh, (laughs) vision shooting lasers at vision and um and a lot of like blah 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 exposition blah 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 um 
Well, you know, so I think, it kind of petered and, out to, for me. Like, I, I'm not going to say I still didn't, I still enjoyed the show. I, I still thought, I think, still think it was a good overall experience. Um, but it, the, because it kind of just kind of got into another generic Marvel property, it was like, ah, oh, this is like a really interesting thing. And then it was like, eh, okay, it's, we're just back to just good old, good old Marvel. Right. I don't know what you thought about that. I mean, I, I, so. I think the the whole WandaVision, the TV show, I think that was a great hook to get people interested is because it's like, oh, what is this? This is quirky. This is different. And it felt like, you know, hey, what's it here? Now I know some people I saw on social media, like they didn't get it. They didn't understand. They tuned out because of that. And I was like, you got to stick around. There's definitely going to be a hook here. And then as we progressed and we saw what was happening, um, you know, I thought the hooks at the beginning were good to bring you in later on and how and how things got explained. Yeah, there, there was definitely they had the offhanded comment of like, "Hey, you know, she's not broadcasting anymore." At some yeah. point, to give a reason why we couldn't see, and it was just like one line. Um, well, there's also really no one to broadcast too, was there? And I think after, at some point, uh, at some point, her they turned the army base into a circus. Yeah, well, and not only that, but like at that point, she expanded her barrier. So how much? And as you know, as it got further to the edge, she had less control because she could only go do so much, and she doesn't even as we understood at the end, she doesn't even fully understand what she's doing. Right. You know, she has these powers and doesn't fully understand the powers. Um, she is a quick learner apparently, cause you figured out how to put runes up on the wall of the thing before uh, the climax, which I thought was clever. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was an obvious, like, <laughs> that was an obvious, like once, especially too, because like the episode before, Agatha like trapped her in the rooms. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, my magic. You're only my magic. Works and they also in the, did that in the, the recap rooms. at the beginning of the episode. Not, like, not your, and then in the recap, they they definitely hammered that point home. Whenever only there's my, a recap, all the runes that I create, you guy can do the magic. You can't do the magic. I mean, that's just, like, that's just TV one on one. That's obviously going to be the way that that Wanda defeats Agatha because. I mean, that's TV and comic book one on one. Basically, told the audience. If you know anything about storytelling, you basically told the audience. It was a foreshadow. Like, this is this is yeah. But foreshadowing, in, in, in oh, yeah, you're right. It was a little, little more subtle there. Yeah, <laughs> a little, a little more subtly to it. Like, but she was, you know, we had to do the, the the famous Marvel exposition dump and like say, this is this is what's happening. This is exactly what's happening. Let me explain it to you so the audience audience knows what's going on. We're all in on this now. But you know, so now as, everybody knows. I I and and like. I always liked the the, the the ship of theses thought experiment. I think that that was that was an interesting uh, interesting yeah. thing thrown in there. Um, you know, is is, uh, is are you are you this, what is because you know what is what 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 are you what what is what is what are people what are things? Um, you know, if like if we all, um, if you don't know what the ship of theses thought experiment is, basically theses had a ship, and if you you know throughout time if everything on that ship gets replaced oh, right. yeah. is it still the same ship and that's you know that's something that i think people have to contend with because we're we're changing all the time too our the cells in our body aren't necessarily all the same um that they were when when we were born so is what what does that make what 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 are you like what what are people i think that's that's where the thought experiment was going and i think that's a pretty interesting philosophical um, angle if you change out all the members of what is humanity what is personality what 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 is what is your physical being because it's not you know we think of ourselves as as being the same but in reality we're we're physically not molecular level we're we're not right on 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 the the basic basic level we're we're not the same thing that we were even two seconds ago 
True. I was going to say, so. if, if you change out all the members of the Allman Brothers Band, is it still the Allman Brothers Band? That's... <laughs> <laughs> That would have been that would have been a that would have been a really interesting way to put it instead of the, the show, you know. Because it's like, was like, are you familiar like, with the all? Are you familiar with the Almond Brothers? Because <laughs> like one, it's like one brother left in the band. Brother, brother. There's only one. There's only one almond left in the band. I think at this point, or none. But you know, know what I'm saying. Anyways. That's 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 an interesting thought experiment, and I, I'm glad they kind of brought that in and kind of kind of explained talked about that a little. Little intellect, little um, intellectualism, in the show. Yeah, throw a little, throw a little philosophical, um, theory into your Marvel comic. Now, does Agatha ever come laser, back? In? Red Laser Universe. Do you think Agatha ever comes back again? They foreshadowed it, right? They at the end they were like, "Oh, I'll be seeing you." And yeah. maybe, maybe not. I would like to see her again. I love Catherine Hahn. I think she's an amazing actress. I think she's mm -hmm. hilarious. She's I haven't seen her. I don't think I've ever seen her do a, do anything bad as far as yeah. any roles. So, and every, you know, I think she nails every role she's given. So, I would like to see her again. Um, maybe she'll show up in Doctor Strange for at least a little bit and like, "Oh, I know someone who can help." And well, she that, actually becomes like kind of reforms, becomes a good guy because she has really no choice. So you think now? I, I, that I was see. kind of foreshadowed too, right? They're like, right. "Oh, I, I can be good," and the her mom was like, "No, you can't be good." So maybe in the future, she's like, "Oh, you, me, I'll be good now," and she's good. That would be cool, right? That's, that's yeah. character growth. Well, uh, well, care, speaking of character growth, Wanda's going to be even more powerful in the next time we see her than previous because yeah, now, now she's, she's going to be educated. Stuff. Now she's going to be educated. Now she's gonna have now raw power. She's gonna have education, Witch, so she can actually be the Scar the Scarlet Witch. Which um, I thought was yeah, a clever you know, way. Where are they gonna go with that? Is she gonna is she gonna be the bad? Is she gonna be the next bad guy? Is anything gonna turn oh. her into like? Is she gonna be so distraught that she becomes an actual bad guy, or maybe just like a neutral force that that causes causes chaos by accident? Chaos magic. See how that works. Uh, um, hey, I played a chaos mage in D D once. It's crazy because <laughs> you accidentally end up hurting. Well, the thing about chaos magic, and this is, you know, okay, games are based on other things, so based on comics, whatever. Chaos magic is that even though it's very powerful, it's that it can go wrong in very dramatic ways without you trying to. Because as a chaos mage, if I did a spell, I had to roll a die to see who the spell actually affected sometimes. So I could be trying to hurt a bad guy, but end up killing my friend. <laughs> so it's chaos magic. You, you could be trying to do That's this, but end up doing that instead yeah, like, without and... intention. Right, you can do, you can, you can think you're doing something good, and at the same time, like actually, like be doing harm. Right. And yeah, you know, how how do people react to that? And how do people stop it? And I, I, you know, the line they threw in there about, oh, you're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, and it's like that's that's Doctor Strange. Like, ooh, they, yeah. are they gonna have to have to like a like a yeah. magic battle somehow? And he's gonna have to like kind of like rein her in. And well, she's one of the top. She's, she's one of the top three superheroes of power, anyways. It's her. It's her. Captain oh, Marvel and Thor, the top three people you know? in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but I do still. I still. I still think she's kind of like the key. If they wanted, if they want to merge the Fox Marvel universe and the and the MCU, and I still think she's the way to do it. Um, mm. Because her she, powers, she could bring them in. Affect reality, right? She, yeah, her powers can affect reality. So I think that's that's the perfect. She way causes the mutations around the world. Um, I mean, she oh, caused um, Rambo. Rambo's mutation. Yeah, so maybe right? maybe she actually does. Maybe she actually does something that causes mutations to start happening around the world, and that's what causes mutants. 
I heard a theory like the all the people in in Westview actually now no. they're they're because they were in the, the the hex for so long like they actually got mutated and they're gonna get there's something's gonna happen to them where they all turn into to mutants oh, that's crazy and that's kind of where it kind of spreads out um i think it really it would need to be a little bit more widespread than just one little town if you want to um yeah no i think it would have to be like a, a worldwide you. event but, like i said <laughs> i think she's i think it's a good way to make her the, the key to like merging these two properties that 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 because obviously disney wants to do something with these right they wouldn't have spent so much money on these properties if they just were just like oh i just don't want fox to make any more marvel movies <laughs> and bury your fantastic four characters anymore <laughs> stop making fantastic yeah. four movies yeah can we make a good you fantastic four now bar- please you keep burying them so now so now we're just gonna just hold on to them like um that was another thing too and um that people were complaining about about bringing up the, the aerospace engineer that 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 didn't that they wouldn't say their name and it's like oh that's gonna be reed richards and it's right. like no nah, it's just some some random person or it could just be another red herring um yeah another another way to just be like we're doing uh just kidding thanks for thanks for watching and i think that's huh, i think that was kind of like the why it kind of peter like because i think people were so excited for things to like start moving and happening that when things didn't happen like the way they wanted them to they're like oh that's kind of disappointing there, there was so much potential there which is just yeah. fine um but, but i know, think that's like also said, when people get their expectations it was still an enjoyable show it was still it was still fun to watch but, i mean that's why when there's a movie i i want to see coming out or a show i want to see coming out i don't watch the previews i don't read the spoilers because i want to enjoy it the first time around yeah. and not get because you watch the preview or you watch you read people's expectations or something like that then you get these expectations up here and then when you see it and reality is here which is still really high but your your perceived perception of it comes down to here, which is even lower because you were thinking it was going to be spectacular. So anything short of spectacular becomes a disappointment, and and I just I, I don't like to live my life that way when it comes to my entertainment. I just want to be entertained, enjoy it. I want to be on for the ride. I thought it was great. I enjoyed the last episode. Um, I I'm excited for the possibilities that it leads to more than the show itself. I think. Oh yeah, I yeah I can I have no problem with that. Um. That's a perfectly explicable. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like to watch. Like, I don't barely watch any trailers or anything either. Like, but like I just said, I think just and not even because I was expecting things. I just think that there was so much more they could have done with it in in right. hindsight. That is just kind of like oh, okay. The last couple episodes were just not as engaging as the the the, the previous six or so. Which you know it, it happens. You know you you try to write a finale sometimes and it kind of you kind of fall short, but. Because you know you go back to what you know, and that was people flying around in the sky shooting at each other. <laughs> hey, we have the technology; we will use it. That's right. Well, hopefully, the next you know, I'm I'm excited about Doctor Strange. That's gonna be the next big Marvel thing coming out. Oh no, we got Winter Soldier and Falcon. Falcon the Winter Soldier is well coming out. Yeah, uh, when's Black Widow show. coming out? Do we know anything about that? On uh, May, I think is May. Last I read. Black Widow's coming out. It was obviously, Black Widow was got delayed that, by like a year. I don't think that's going to really relate to too much because that's old in the that's past. That's past, yeah. So it's not going to relate to anything. But yeah, I was current. I was supposed to come out before the pandemic hit, and they kind of pushed it back. And Smart, I guess. Had I another know. year to do whatever they want with it. So, well, it's going to be coming out in May. I think is the last thing I saw. So you when don't it have does, to wait till May to listen to our next podcast. No, you wait till next week, and we'll have Just, another we'll one be back for you. Next week. Look at that. But until Pretty then, goodies. you know. Don't worry about cancel culture because it's not a thing. Hold everyone to the same standards when it comes to uh, sexual harassment, and play some video and play games. Play Civilization Six. Play some video games because they're good for the soul. 
civilization yeah. six will teach you i think we'll teach people a lot about civilization like how civilization and how you should interact with people rise and like i said it's going back to like how how things get reacted to and how things can not always go the way you plan and how you know mm-hmm. you have to react to that and how places and how you have to improvise and adapt and overcome so yeah. that's that's what i like that's that's the message that's, that's our message, message because what? improvise adapt and overcome and if and if any video games companies want to pay us for this advertisement, you're more than welcome to. Oh yeah. Email us at gzennial at gmail.com. Leave a message or let us know, ra- let us rate us know and review us. Yeah, let us know what you want to hear. Our, our our audience of 12 people out there. I want to hear from you, dozen people. What do you what do you want to what do you want to hear us talk about? And tell your friends to listen to us if if you're enjoying the podcast. Because and, we want to sh- we want to share our 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 knowledge and opinions with everybody because that's just the kind of people we are yeah we're sharers <laughs> and on that note have a great weekend everybody enjoy the Take weather care. see you